acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather, the Turbul people of Yagra land, as well as the Woiwurrung people of the Warrantiji land. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. We respect all Turbul and Woiwurrung elders and ancestors and any First Nations people here today. I can't take it anymore! Good afternoon, good evening, good day and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the new Blurt. Good evening. Uh, you absolutely are listening to the new Blurt. Um, hi, I'm the Kegster, and tonight I'm coming to you from a wintry country of the Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been and always will be Aboriginal land. It is about 10 past 8 in Melbourne, and I believe it's about 10 past 7 in Brisbane. If you're up there listening in Brisbane or wherever or when you are listening, um, but anyway, tonight is a fantastic show. We're going to be talking a bit about Tay-Tay's in town and Wentzai has lots of info about that. And uh, I'll give you a full rundown of the show. But first of all, I will get Wentzie to say hello. Gulung Nu Rundao. That is g'day in the Turbro language. Um, I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, the Jagra and Turbro people of the Mianjin Nation, and pay my respects to elders past, present, and future. Hey, Kegstar. How are you, my friend? That was beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Thank you you said, you. That, uh, said that. And, and yeah. obviously a bit of research to uh, find that out, especially in that yeah. dialect. So nice yes. job. Nice yes. job. Came like across it. and I had had to keep it for future reference. And I think I have used it once before and I, hopefully I'll get better at pronouncing it as I say it um, more over time. But yes, yes. do respect I'll, their, their I'll, have to find, I'll have to find out what that is down here as well because, mm. uh, yeah, that, that just sounded beautiful. But yeah. we, um, on Blurred Around uh, the World uh, tonight, we've got a few things that aren't so beautiful. Um, we've got a guy that's been caught at the border in America with snakes in his pants. So we'll um, have to do a little bit of research on that. Uh, apparently, Gen Z seems to be the most divided generation uh, ever. Okay. And uh, I'll Curious go into a little bit. That one. Yes, I'll go into a little bit, a little bit about that. And um, also, there is a show that's been on ABC called <laughs> Nemesis. It's all about the three uh, last prime ministers, um, Abbott. <laughs> Bitter. Do we do that's we right. call him Bitter? I can't remember. <clears throat> Yeah, the Abbotness. Uh, yes, yeah, the Abbotness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The Abbotness, exactly right. So uh, him, the onion eater himself, and <laughs> um, Scummo, and, oh, sorry, Scummo. Uh, who's the other one? Oh, Malcolm, uh, do uh, you like this leather jacket on me, Turnbull? Hey, Malcolm, I fucked up the NBN, Turnbull. <laughs> Pardon my French. My French has come out a bit lately, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yes. I, li I like your French. You you're pronouncing your French better every day, Wednesday. No uh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> and um, of course, the hottest ticket in town, we've got Tato. So we'll have Tato talk. And Wednesday is our man leading that. So we will talk about that. And of course, we must have some Trump watch when Trump's mm. getting fined $450 million. One so, million dollars. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have a little bit on that as well. So I think, look, we might as well just start the whole thing off with a bit of Tay-Tay talk, I think, because oh. it's just the hottest thing going on. So what it do you is, got It for is, us? it is, as the title uh, show um, 
uh, as the title for our show um, goes, uh, Oz goes cray cray for Tay Tay. It is so true. We have Taylor Swift um, mania happening at the moment. She did land in Australia about a week ago. Um, much anticipated tour because as I'm sure I've spoken about in the past, but nearly a year ago, the tickets got released and we missed out and so did tens of thousands of others and this whole weight of getting tickets the time has finally come and yes so melbourne first first cab off the rank and yes they played at the mcg the legendary stadium best stadium in the nation i reckon um one of the best in the world it is it is uh many uh concerts have been held there and at this particular one especially the melbourne one it was tay tay's biggest um concert ever in terms of people she had ninety six thousand, pretty much most nights so uh which broke her record as well as um frontier touring's record um or the g's i think it was the g's record for hosting the most uh people for a specific concert as well oh i like that song let's harken back Oh yes, yeah, exactly. I, I was trying to get a house that out, but um, it was house it was going out. too slow. Yeah, it was going too slow. It was going too slow. Yes. So um, yeah, yeah. So Tay Tay um, played to record crowds over the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday last weekend. Uh, not the biggest uh, concert played at the G, uh, because Tay Tay, as you can see in the background. Sorry, my background. Uh, yep, there's yep. a bit of a stage. The stage is pretty oh. big actually, and yes, so. Yes. She could only um, fit 96,000 people, whereas Ed Sheeran, I think last year, I think it was last year, for the maths tour, whatever that was called, equation tour, whatever it was. um, Did did he have 100,000 plus? He had 109,000 at his concert. Oh, my God. And that's because he, he, he was basically in the middle of the G and played for everyone. So there was 360 view of him. So... Uh, that's you, why. How big's Wembley? Do you know how big Wembley is? N- no not clue. Wembley Arena, but Wembley Stadium. No, no clue. Because um, that's the only the only one I can think of that would rival. I think Barcelona's ground, in Bar- mm-hmm. Barcelona's. I'm pretty Barcelona. sure. Yeah. Oh no, 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 Barcelona. Um, Real Madrid's ground. I'm pretty mm. sure. That is one of the biggest in the world. I'll have to look that now okay. for myself. Home. Wembley Stadium's 90,000 capacity. And Real Madrid's? Real Madrid. Their new stadium is 85,000. Oh, wow. Okay, so we still beat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Melbourne's still got the biggest. Mm. I don't know if there's any bigger for concerts, but definitely, yeah. definitely big. And interestingly, it's not the biggest crowd at the G. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Collingwood Carlton. AFL, no, VFL Grand Final 1970, 121,000, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, you're telling yeah. the story. I only, yeah, so. the biggest the biggest one I know is it was a one-day game between England and Australia in the oh, 1980s. Right. That's, that's the biggest one I know. Um, mm. That was definitely well over 100,000. Yeah, well, there you but go. I don't think it was 121,000. That's huge. Mm. That yeah. must have been like just... I mean, physically hanging over the fence. Yeah, back back in um, back in those days, I probably would have crammed them in and not have 
allocated seatings and they would have had a lot of standing room, I reckon. Obviously, safety regulations and um, sort of uh, sexism, etc., wouldn't have been, you know, wouldn't have been as um, thought about back then because it would have been mm. automatic spooning everywhere. That's uh, <laughs> just, yeah. that's just, yes. Uh, can you, you buy know. me a drink next time, please? <laughs> yes, exactly right. I'll just stand uh, yeah. behind you. But anyway, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, now, yeah, okay. So, what else you got on Tay Tay? Uh, so what else is happening? Well, for us personally, we have a big road trip this Friday where we're off to Sydney ourselves from driving all the way from sunny Brisbane, not wet this time, um, off to see Tay-Tay this coming Sunday. So we are about to join that massive party and crowd that is the Taylor Swift nation. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to say, um, for those who are watching and seeing me on a screen, I do have a T-shirt, where is it, that says 1989, which is when she was born. Well, yes. You can see it. You yep. can see it. And it's very, very visible. Oh I don't know. Is that, what is that? Yeah. That's, just, that's just her, that's her signature. signature. So Taylor's signature on And she had wrote sleeve. that, I assume, I assume she had oh, wrote Of course. That. And yeah. on the back, I'm just going to stand up for this. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, it's one Can of your best be... views is your back, so Isn't it's it nice that you're sharing you it with us. Yeah, that's good. No, uh, actually, at the moment, at the moment, we're only seeing half a bird. That's all. We're uh, half a bird. Okay. Half a bird. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, no, you need to go. Yeah, you go. Right. Okay. Yeah. You've got a few of those on the back. Yeah. So a few okay. birds. That's in reference to one of her albums. So I've got um, a feeling and... she's got birds on her guitar, doesn't she? Uh, sure she wouldn't does. surprise me. Yeah, I think wouldn't she surprise does. me. And this is the Eras tour, so she's doing songs from most of her albums, except for her debut. Um, How many she album. got? Ten. Wow. Not really Ten that albums many, in, to be honest. In 18 years? That's yeah, quite that's, Yeah, I don't know. One every know. two years. Yeah, I don't know. There's, a, I think, a few more bands have cranked out a few more albums than that. I wouldn't yeah. have thought they'd sold as many albums. But no, no. You know, this tour, this tour alone has grossed over a billion dollars. What, what, oh, yeah, this tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do you know, I would have no clue. I mean, if someone sung her latest song, I wouldn't have a mm. clue. I, I have yeah. no idea what it is. <laughs> I, I don't know what the, like, I, I will say one thing though. Mm. I've heard, I've heard two covers, and I heard one cover by Sarah McLeod, um, mm -hmm. who, who I adore, and yeah. she used to be the lead singer of, um, a band in the indie band in the 80s, 90s, but I can't remember which one. Super Jesus. And, uh, Yes, Super Jesus. I just I love the Super Jesus. They were awesome. Mm. Anyway, she was amazing. She did Wildest Dreams, um, and it was a beautiful cover. Mm. And then, just to have the antithesis of that, what not to do, mm. one of my favourite artists, Mossy, I love Ian Moss to death. Mm -hmm. He's an awesome guitarist. So I love his voice, blah, blah, blah. He covered a Taylor Swift song. Oh, yeah. Which one? One would say destroyed it completely. <laughs> And don't do that again. Just okay. All right. So stay in your lane, no, Rossi. Stay not, in your lane. Watch, do not watch <laughs> that one. Um, no. Another cover that is high that I would highly, highly recommend yes. is G Flip's uh, cover of "Cruel Summer," which they did on "Like that's, a Version." Uh, that's uh, like Banana Rama. Banana Rama. No, no, no. Ta Taylor Swift, uh, "Cruel Summer." 
Oh, is uh, okay. Taylor's one of her latest? I think it's the latest. I should know this by now. Oh, okay. Uh, cross summer, cross summer. No, it must be. So I'm just looking at my playlist. I I do have a playlist that I'm trying to listen to to get familiar with the songs, and I know it's in here somewhere. Oh yeah, it's on the Lover album. So oh. don't ask me which number album, album that, that is. is but... Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I'm um, not the Swifty. I am a, I am a Swifty ally. Yeah, um, yes, yes. I will support her and you're her a band. compulsed, compulsed, forced Swifty yes. ally. Yeah, correct, absolutely. Correct. But absolutely. she is a talent. I well, I, no, no, I, I agree with you. I, I do agree with you, and um, I do definitely like uh, some of the stuff, some of the old, oh. older stuff in particular. But, mm. I did um, have some Chantel after you. Yeah. So we, no, no, no. We'll, we'll definitely, absolutely uh, have a look at some of that Chantel uh, for sure. Um, but I just wanted, just while you're Tay-Tain, just uh -huh. for a second, I thought I might just show uh, this. Hopefully it works. Um, you seeing that? Oh, yeah. Yes. From one icon to another, welcome to Australia. This is Vegemite's ad to jump on the Tay Tay <laughs> band. And they've got a no. Taylor um, friendship bracelet around the Vegemite ah, uh, yes. jar. So uh, very, very nicely done, Vegemite, and uh, very clever. I've just got just a tiny bit here just on what other mm -hmm. um, companies are doing as well. So... Um, there's a Media Week re reports that Billboard was a collaboration of Vegemite parent company Beaker and the creative agencies Thinkabell and Starcom. As for the happy little Vegemites fans, may hear Swiss reaction to the Billboard when her show kicks off at Melbourne Cricket Ground tonight. So that'd be interesting if she says anything about Vegemite um, mm. at Sydney. I don't know if she will or if she won't, but yeah. there's, another, there's another ad here for Peter Shearer. Taylor Swift needs a suit mm. fitted fast. Everyone's just jumping on board, something, something mm. chronic. So it's just, uh, what else we got? The, across the border in New South Wales, orange-based winery, Printy Wines has long been planning how to attract bubbly fans with its own Swift-branded products. Fans with businesses are even taking it upon themselves to make Swift fans feel welcome. So there's a business here. I'll show the picture. Uh, there's a business here. You can see that. It's a concierge business. So it says, have an amazing night singing away at Taylor. Much love to Maddie at concierge. Um, so, yeah, just everyone, as much as they can, is just jumping on board the nice. Tay wagon. It's just all aboard Tay Tay. Excellent, so, excellent. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, speaking of bracelets um yes, i have yes. some more more show and tell i've got some videos to show as well yeah nice um, excellent cool but, but here's a but, couple but, that but. i've created one you created earlier oh yes you've uh frozen there which is a real pain in the ass yep, to be honest go. oh yeah you bet yep. i should have oh, nice. frozen so i've got yes, one yes, that you have paste. Oh, nice. And, nice. and and it's in the colours of uh, Palestine, because that's one of her songs. Piece. Oh, really? I've, I've just appropriated it and put um, the Palestine colours. And nice. the other one is um, Blank Space. Don't and it's, a, it's got Collingwood colours. Nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Beautiful. And Beautiful work. It, this is only a small fraction of the other 
bracelets that <laughs> have been created. <laughs> so when uh, we go to this be, concert, yeah, I was going to say, is it a big sell job in Sydney? Yeah. So yep, going to have them up around arms, and then we'll swap them out with various strangers and make it nice. a thing. So nice, yeah, excellent. Yeah, I like it. Very good. Very so. Good. Um, I don't think I'll play the long. I don't think I'll play the long video. You're going to shake them off, then, yeah. I will shake them off and um, not have bad blood when I give it to. Oh, really? Yes, yes. that's true. Very true. Very true. <laughs> For those who who do know some of the, her songs, "Bad Blood" is another one of her songs. Yes, yeah. it is. It's a, good, it's a good one too. It was all about yes. Katy Perry at the time, but they um so. they made uh, up now. but. Yeah, they made up ages ago. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, she's exactly. she's a mum now. You can't be mad at a mum. So no, exactly. Um, yeah, so I've got a couple of short show and tells. I was going to play the big news article, but oh, it's okay. too long. We've rabbited on oh. too much, I think. But oh, that's right. we've still got more rabbiting to go. So come yeah, excellent. <laughs> Here we go. One of the songs that we uh, played at the. What song are they singing? Losing, losing me. Uh, context as to where we're going to be. So where this has been filmed um, is in the bleachers, right at the back. But right. see the little on the stage at the bottom on the ground. See the diamond. Uh, sort of like a diamond. So you got like the. Do you runway. mean the one she walks on? That's yeah, the one that she seat. walks on. Nice job. We're, we're probably we're probably about uh, ten or fifteen meters from from that edge. No, you're kidding. Not kidding. You're that close in. We are going to be that close. So how did you get tickets that close? That's ridiculous. Just absolute lucky. Last last November, whenever it was, we got it. Oh my god, that's nuts! You 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 you'll actually be able to see what she looks like. <laughs> Sorry, just got to put this comment from Elijah, who's who's watching, um, who will be travelling with us. Who's <laughs> my my oldest? Stop! You're losing me playing playing that without me. Was criminal. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to be very very close to the stage. Yeah. No. Lucky um, you. That, that's cool. She's in the um, the, the left line. And she's lying down, yeah. She's lying down, yeah. Lying down, yeah. Lying down. That's so loud, Lexi. You can't hear Alright. There you go. So, so that'll be. People really lose their shit, don't they? They really lose their shit. And we've lost Wensi, but I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. He's just trying to um, get himself sorted there with a bit of Tay-Tay talk. Um, Now, something else starts with T is um, not quite as good as Tay-Tay, and that is not good because that is not what we want. Okay. Um, Hopefully we're back. Are we back? Oh yes, yes, yes. I was just saying we're about to go into Trump Watch. Oh no, that's that's it for me. Time. There's so much to do. Seven hundred eighty bucks to win the election. 
fellas. I need 11,000 votes. Losers only. It's Trump Watch. It is Trump Watch. China. Absolutely. That always <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, it is absolutely Trump Watch. And, and Trumpy boy, Trumpy boy is in a little bit of uh, a little bit of a problem. A little bit of a problem. Because he has a huge penalty for deceiving lenders about the value of his properties and his own net worth. Oh, that's good. Um, if anyone's if anyone's watching this, sorry if you're a bit scared. We, we've got some numbers you can uh, ring up later. But uh, this this is what Donald Donald said a while ago. We have a lot of cash. He boasted ten months ago under oath, claiming that number was going up very substantially every month. But whatever cash he may have may soon be gone because on Friday, the judge overseeing Mr. Trump's civil fraud case issued a final ruling. And there's a couple of real um, uh, kickers here, which is with interest, he's uh, up for $450 million, a sum that threatens to wipe out a stockpile of his cash, stocks and bonds. And um, the judge, Arthur F. Engeron, basically the judge himself was just so pissed off with him because he was an asshole through the whole, which, I mean, it's pretty hard to, you know, a leopard can't change his spots. And no. um, he just just basically acted like him through the whole um, court case. And so, yeah, now he's fined $450 million. To go with the other $83.3 million we talked about um the other week and i also was reading something the other day and michael moore was saying he's up for something more like 650 million so i'm not right. sure where that other bit's coming from so we are talking getting really close to three quarters of a billion dollars now i'm sorry unless you're um uh, uh elon musk mm. uh that that is gonna hurt you sooner or later um, and that's US dollars, I assume, not Oh, yes, not Aussie. it is. No, it's And what happens US if he doesn't pay? This is the part I want to get to. So um, the judge, Engeron, also imposed several new restrictions on Trump and his family business. So for three years, Trump can't run any New York company, including portions of his own. He can't get a loan from a New York bank. And the same restric restrictions apply to his sons as well for a two-year nice. period. And the family so. business will be under the thumb of a watchful outsider. So they have this independent monitor that will have to monitor their financial dealings for the next, I think, wow. three three years or five years or something. Mm. So it's court-appointed. There's nothing he can do about it unless he appeals. Right. And you'll probably, you'll probably on this particular one, you'll probably lose. All told, the judge's decision poses unprecedented threats to Mr. Trump's finances, the family businesses, and his ego, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and the Trump organization will not go out of business. A, tr a company as loud as hype man could for now become a silent partner in his hometown, probably. So um, there's <laughs> there's a couple of things that have been happening about this. Because so, he's such a rich man, he'll be able to pay mm. himself. This won't yeah. be a problem. No, no, no problem at all. A fine of $355 million for doing a perfect job. Donald Trump can't even tell the truth about his most recent fraud judgment. Donald Trump and the other defendants were ordered to pay $463.9 million. In the wake of yet another multi-million dollar debt, 
Trump pulls out all the stops to pull in some cash. These new grifts are as strong as the former president's penchant for fraud. Welcome into TYT Overruled. I am your host, Adrian Lawrence. It's a very sad day for... Very sad day. ...from doing very business in New York for three years and platforms terms of service prohibit fundraising for the defense. So that's a really important part here. So... He a fine. Con in Philadelphia. He he is trying in the meantime, to, Trump. He's trying to get another grift because he's always got grifts going. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you know, but all his um, all his fans, you know, they're all paying for his um, court cases, et cetera, et cetera. But this GoFundMe that he's opened up to pay these bills, this is mm. a fine. So this isn't just paying for his court case. This is paying his court fine. And right. the legal defense of alleged financial and violent crimes, you can't can't do that in a GoFundMe page. It's part of their deal. It's in yeah, their yeah. contracts, it's in their T's and C. So it'll be interesting yep. where where that goes. Um if you can, because I'm having a problem with getting he's, my he's gonna... oh, okay. so yeah, so as I was saying, the legal defense of alleged financial or violent crimes, what I wanted to show was not that i wanted to show this which is has started a new venture to raise funds the former president's latest grift is the never surrender high top that's right for just 399 dollars, you can walk in the shoes of the only president to be twice impeached and also indicted you can imagine upon debuting the sneaker at sneaker con in philadelphia on saturday the crowd you can imagine just mega heads going wrong. out wow. and buying those. A lot of emotion. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Emotion in this world. Thank you. would have to sell 100 million of those, though. Yeah, no, exactly what is it? Right. One million. Well, he only had he only had a thousand made, apparently. There were MAGA knights in the crowd who seized on the opportunity to serve their faithful leader. Uh, this woman is just honestly. She is just a nutbag. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's already sold out. So that only had a thousand. on these snazzy tea red waves for $199 each. But of course, given how much Donald Trump and the Trump organizations now owe the state of New York and E. Jean Carroll, the former president made sure that folks knew it wasn't him legally behind the sneaker. So money made from the... Yeah, so he's basically mm. banging on. Obviously, this isn't political. I'm just selling shit. I'm just selling shit because I can. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, so basically, uh, yeah, so that's his, that's his newest group. He does route. need to sell a ton load of that. That's for sure. Yeah, he does. There's no doubt about it. He absolutely does. Uh, look, I know that we've been going for a while because we've almost had two or three segments in one. But I just, I did just want to talk about this because it's particularly funny and it doesn't go for too long. Um, it, if anyone has been getting onto it, it is called The Nemesis. It's on uh, the ABC and uh, basically it's uh, Abbott, Turnbull and ScoMo uh, talking about uh, how they used to hate each other. And they do that for about three and a half hours, etc. And I've just got a, a tiny bit, I just it's only a few minutes or so, but um, I think for a Tuesday evening it might brighten us up a little bit just before we go to be education. So just hang in there. In one word, how do you describe Barnaby Joyce? 
leader. I, um, deputy leader. <laughs> I'm the leader. Drunken Lazarus. Paddy Wagon. Very colourful. Um, mostly red. <laughs> Ladies' man, obviously. Chess piece. When I was in the Nationals party, everybody knew that uh, if you're going to get on the drink, uh, you don't stray too far and go and walk about through Canberra because there are nocturnal animals, um, owls, not pleasant creatures, uh, including the white-throated nightjar, and God only knows what kinds of animals reside in Lake Burley Griffin. I've never sworn into a phone before, but I have sent some very stern faxes. Um, I understand that prescription medication was involved, and I've never used prescription medication myself, uh, being so virile. But uh, uh, I do use Just For Men, which is um, just over the counter. Mr. Joyce at the time was somebody who we referred to as probably the streets as but he makes his own decisions, he makes his own choices, and I've left that to dis the discretion of Mr. Little Brown to go and sit down and have a chat with the bloke. Oh, we had a we had a chat to him and he's he, he knows that what he did was wasn't right that um you know dad you shouldn't do that and you know it's um now who's going to drive us home what he was recorded saying in the video that you couldn't hear in the speaker mr speaker was a word that i'd heard him refer to many different people at many different times it was most likely proudy or his divorce lawyer in my electorate of cook especially a lot of different trades will tell me that it's a term of endearment and they'll call me that word all the time. <laughs> little proud. You know what you are? You're dead f <laughs> This is a rational fear. What is rational fear? Yes, it oh, absolutely is. A rational fear, yeah. It is, I mean, they're just on it. That guy... He cracks me up. His catter and his bitter, um, <laughs> they're, they're just, mwah. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're so good. They're just so good. The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives? Be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Or plasma. Or platelets. As you always say. <laughs> and you see the massive smile on Wincy's dial just right. Yep. That's part of the show. Uh, it's, it's a very good segment. Although, I must say that you and I are both a little bit reticent with our choices of beer tonight. <laughs> 
Yes, I was going to say, normally we would be excited, but um, <laughs> I think we're going outside of the square today. Yes, you and I have definitely stepped right outside the square, jumped into the triangle and bathing in the corner with the parallelogram. Um, yeah. We are just nowhere near where we normally are. So, no. um, yeah. who, who dare goes first today on this journey? I, of... <laughs> I, I, I will. This thing's been brewing in a in a um, in a in a stubby holder for a while, so it, it deserves to come out. All right. And uh, so, I will, what I will have you got on tonight? All of its glory. All of its glory. Oh, that's nice and pink. Yes, it is um, beautiful and pink, isn't it? So what does it say? Green Beacon, it says, was it? Yes, it is Green Beacon. Green Beacon uh, Lush Guava Beer. And then at the front of the of the can, I think because mm. it wants to remind you, just in case you're not sure, it says, <laughs> this is a beer. But somehow I think they should have an exclamation mark on the end of that. Mm. So Because otherwise it's hard to believe. Anyway, yeah. here we go. I've got a... Got a few deets on this beer, and we'll, okay. we'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> yep. hold it up a little bit higher so we can see. Yeah, it's pink. Is it? We can't see it's off camera. Oh my goodness, it is very pink. <laughs> well, I guess I guess guava is that color, isn't it? That is true. That is true. It's definitely not a pale ale. No. Um, so. And, and and the other thing is the problem with this is that it's not even a, like a really out high alcohol beer. So at least mm. if you're going to drink something bad, you might as well get drunk while you're drinking it. Um, <laughs> do you know? Do, do you know what I mean? It's like yep. it's, it's just that point. So and I, I'm, anyway, I'm guessing it's going to be sweet as all get out. Oh, I but you'll find so. out. I assume so. Well, appearance, it looks like. A guava juice, and if it's meant to look like a guava juice, it's doing a good job. So I just, I just like give it eight out of ten. This show is brought to you by Boost Juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. Um, now I've got this. Where is this damn beer? I've got it here somewhere. Um, uh, here it is. Here it is. It's called. A Green Beacon Vodka Cruiser Lush Guava Sour Ale. Try saying that six times fast. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's harder than Indelible Indigenous, which I'm getting really good at now. We haven't done that for a long time. We need to do that. No, we haven't. Um, we've teamed up with everyone's favourite RTD. I don't know who they are. You, mate. Um, ready to drink. Oh, right. Company to create Green Beacon's version of a Lush Guava Cruiser. This electric pink double-fruited mixed fermentation, excuse me why, sour ale <laughs> is packed. The things with, we do for our viewership, honestly. The things we do for love. With naturally sweet aromas and flavours of lush guava with a tart, refreshing um, So we'll just see how this goes. So the smell. Yep, it smells like a guava thing. Um, okay. So That's a good smell. I will. I, I give that eight because uh, it's meant to obviously smell like guava, and it does. Let's see what it tastes like. Oh god! Drum roll. <clears throat> I don't know if you can see my face then, <laughs> but 
could pull my lips inside of my head and make a sound that you would express exactly what that was, I would do that. That is one of, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, the worst beers I have ever had. Uh, this is not a beer. I'm going to write to this company. No, no, it's not. It's a piece of shit. It's horrible. Stop making it. Um, we haven't started. We, we haven't reviewed, or you haven't given a rating for appearance yet. Oh, I did eight. Oh, did you? Sorry, I missed that one. Oh yeah, yeah, eight. All right. and eight for smell. Eight for smell. So that's yeah. right. Yep. Taste. Yeah. I eight. feel this is going to be a bit low. Eight as well. Eight. <laughs> After taste. <laughs> Can I guess? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, drinkability. Surely that's going to be higher than eight. No. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's one of the worst beers I've ever drunk my whole entire existence on Okay. <laughs> I think that's definitely the worst rated beer on our show ever. Ever. Even I can do the maths on that one. Eight times five is 40. Mm. So, will he continue? Oh, God. Finish oh, that terrible. throughout the show, or is it going oh, straight to the bin? No, no, Think. I will finish it. I bought it. I'll finish it. <laughs> but it's terrible. Terrible. Okay. All right. Does that mean it's my turn to test our choice for this week's beer? Or this yes, it beer? does. Now, for listeners to this show, if you could see Wentz's face when he said he was about to taste this... It sort of looked like someone's face when they just sucked on a tomato that had been outside for at least six days and was totally rotten, (laughs) but didn't realise it was rotten and just ate it. So um, that's sort of what his face looks like. Based based on your beer, I've got high hope for this, (laughs) that it it might score 10 (laughs) for some of those categories. (laughs) Yeah, give it a go. All right. So your, your, yours was a, a beer from Brisbane. Mine is from um, from the Gold Coast down south. Oh, um, so mine is from Corumban Valley Brewing. Don't know if you can see that. Yeah, you get a see through on your um, on your stage. It goes yeah, because I've got my green screen on. But if I stand behind, yeah, no, it says Pavlova. Does it say so Pavlova? It Pavlova passion fruit sour ale. Oh my god! So, oh my god, I am so nervous about this because what's, I've what's had, the alcohol? What's the alcohol? Five uh, percent on this one. Um, uh, yeah, this has only just been released a month ago by Corumban Valley. Um, so it's a new brew. Um, I like Pavlo- Corumban Valley. They got yeah. a good little zoo up there. Yeah, a little. Bird park and other yeah, animals, awesome. yeah. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Sanctuary. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so this one, Pavlova Passion Fruit Sour, is a heavily fruited sour beer that tantalizes the palate. We'll be the judge of that in a minute. With a luscious flavor of passion fruit, delivering a taste reminiscent of the iconic meringue-based dessert Pavlova. So it's five percent right. alcohol. Um, this would be interesting. What else can I say about it? Not much else on there. Um, okay. Let me just crack it open. 
Nice golden colour, a bit like a hazy so far. Like yeah. Pale ale. Not like mine. Yours? Mine, no, definitely. No, I, no, I was going to say reckon, something, but it's very reckon, inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, no, but you're right, though. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, think, I think yours would be better because you've got a better head for starters. Oh, thank you. I've worked hard to, to keep this head really in good nick. <laughs> um, sorry, your mid-drink there. Um, appearance, uh, like I said, reminiscent of a hazy. <laughs> You're really trying to swallow that, aren't you? You can't. <laughs> For those uh, listening on the pod, he's taken a swig of his um, 40 out of 100 beer, in quotes, and he has struggled to swallow that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. It's finally done it, yes. as you can hear. Um, but yes, every part of my body was going. Don't put that shit down, me, please, please, <laughs> please put it the other way. Go the other way. But for the sake of the five bucks or six bucks, I must drink it. Can't let it go to waste. <clears throat> I was a bit. I think it's a little bit more than that. But that's oh, right. two uh, So, like I said, hazy pale, uh, hazy looking uh, beer. So I don't like a. Mm. I don't mind a, a decent pale. Or hazy, sorry. No, no, but we don't know if you've got that in front of you at the moment. No. So, okay, so I've given it 8 out of 10 for appearance. Smell. Sure, sugar, right then. Fermentation. Yeah, so definitely sugary smell. So, yeah, I guess I'd give it 7. I'm not smelling the passion fruit, but it smells decently sweet. I can sweet. feel my teeth. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can already feel my teeth rotting. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the big one. Ready? Ready? Uh, I'm going to hold my nose. While <laughs> I, <go. laughs> I used to eat my veggies that way years ago. <laughs> Did you? All right, let's give this a go. Bad. It's not terrible. Oh, wow. I, knew, um, I knew yours was definitely going to be better than mine. Definitely sour flavors or taste. Um, I still can't taste the passion fruit. Oh, I sort of can, actually. Um, so out of 30, I'd probably give it maybe a 15. It's decent. Yeah. Aftertaste. There's no aftertaste. There's a bit of sweetness. I wouldn't say meringue, but yeah, maybe a 10. Drinkability. Mm. How many more of those you going to have? <laughs> I think I'd only have one. Yes. So maybe 15, give it half of the 30. Yeah, I, w I, w I wouldn't buy it again. It just validates my 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 idea of sour beers that I'm not a fan. No, nah, I'm a fan. with you too. No, yeah. that's a 55, so. Is that a 55? Yeah. So yeah. they are easily the, the lowest beers we've ever done. Mm. And we will, we will keep trying different yeah. beers, but uh, we will not be going down this road again no no i saw so, it in the in the fridge and i thought yeah maybe i'll give it a try it's a low ah, ah, it's got pavlova i ah, love Pla pavlova ah, but not in a beer i love pavlova too but not in a beer <laughs> cheers to you my friend cheers to um hopefully cheers, better cheers beers to, next time cheers, yeah cheers to better beers <laughs> yes all right and one more cheer to um the safe road trip to sydney oh yes absolutely cheers yeah. to your tay, tay trip 
All right, so Gonski. we're done with Gonski. Oh, yep. Yeah. Jeez, had to get rid of that fast. I did. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to do that again, thank God. My God, that was horrible. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, it's like everything, though. It's like when you first drink a cup of coffee, right? Mm. If you, if because you know, in Melbourne, it's quite hard to get a rubbish cup of coffee. It is, unless you go to Star Yucks. <clears throat> oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it is, it is quite difficult. To, to get a bad coffee, although mm. it is possible. And if you do get one, you sort of have your first three sips and go, oh, it's not the best I've ever had. You get to about your fourth or fifth sip and just go, oh, yeah. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> you, know, you know, you just keep drinking it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that that was sort of the same. Right. It was like, it was horrible. But if I was out and I probably had too much to drink and someone bought me that and it was mm. cold, I would probably drink it. Yeah, and that's probably true with this one. I think if it was colder and it was in the middle of the day. As long as I'd they probably, were paying. Yes, it'd probably be, it'll taste nicer that way. It's, any, yeah. anything, anything tastes or tastes better when someone else pays. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's cold, <laughs> that means you're basically getting, getting rid of most of the flavor. So, yeah, you, you yeah, know, exactly. you can't really taste it, so which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, so that is beautification. And uh, what we might and we'll do... we'll never speak of those beers again. No, we never will. We never will. <laughs> but we've got a few things to talk about in Nature Calls. So um, stick around and here comes Nature Calls. Oh, hang on. Kickster on the new... <laughs> oh, there, big fella. That's the wrong Nature Calling. Oh, right. Here is our new segment, Nature Calls, talking about the wonderful world of... Wonderful world... Sorry, Wenty. Okay, so Nature Calls. I'm going to start off with um, a recent discovery just this week, I think it was. Um, oh, interesting. Yes. Um, <clears throat> or platypusai. Um, Is it platypie? Platypies. Platypies. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had Vicky on the show, she'd tell us <laughs> the correctness. <laughs> Oh, is she a bit of a bit of a nature lover? No, she's a wordsmith. Ah, good to know. Mm. Good to know. Good yes. to know. Um, okay. Yes. So we have. We'll go with, we'll go with platypus eye. That's right. Platypus eye sounds good, doesn't it? Um, I do have the story here somewhere. Where's it gone? It's disappeared. Um, yes. So um, ah, it's because it's on this screen. Okay. So. Um, Around about 20 years ago, 24 years ago, a biologist by the name of Jeff Williams um, tagged a platypus and um, in, in the year That's 2000. <laughs> and 24 years later, he's come across the same tagged platypus. And this discovery has made headlines because it's now the oldest, wildest platypus seen um, and yeah, seen in the wild um that's great and he's been yeah and he's been researching um these mammals for decades um and said that long-term research into the species can be expensive and rare because they're pretty hard to find i'm guessing because they're pretty hard to find and they're very nocturnal obviously too because they yeah um, come out at night well they're um 
They're, I think they do a lot of like hiding under in hollows and under logs in you know mm. sort of dark dark streams. So it's not like they're they're sort of in a crystal clear water. I don't believe so. It would be harder to find. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, they'd definitely be hiding during the day if, if they are in like a clear creek or anything. But yeah, at nighttime, yeah. pitch black. Um, yeah, which is where they they love to be. Um, yeah, so this discovery is thanks to a program which started in 1994 with Melbourne Water. I don't think they're called that anymore, but um, but no, yeah, hundreds of Melbourne Water. Mel I think it's City West Water now, but I'm City not West, sure. Yeah, I think so. Something other, I think so. Metropolitan Melbourne Water or something. Used to oh yeah, that's yeah. They changed that a while ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so hundreds of platypus have have been captured and tagged in the Melbourne area. Uh, so for them to reappear a few years later was not out of the ordinary. But this one is just beyond all our all our expectations in terms of how old it was, William said. It's remarkable that this animal is still doing as well as he is after all these years. Um, so it's been published in a recent um, article at, on the CSIRO, which will add the links to the show notes if you want to go have a read. Nice. Um, yeah, so this one was first tagged, captured and tagged in November 2000 at Mombolk Creek in Melbourne. Um, not exactly sure where Mombolk Creek is, but... Um, I'm assuming somewhere near Mombolk. Potentially. But I'm just having um, in the dark there. Yeah. Uh, the previous record holder was a 21-year-old female platypus captured in the Upper Shoalhaven River in New South Wales. Um, so this one has now surpassed it by three years. Um, they normally don't go past 20 years in the wild, um, but they can go longer in captivity because less predators and, and things like that. And what, what sort of condition did they find it in? It's in really good condition. Uh, supposedly, I don't know if that was in the story. Not that I could see, but definitely looked healthy from the photos. Yeah. Have you got any photos? Can you share any? I can. Let me go back to this one and do this and this and this and this. Cool. Uh, so you can see that one. Oh, so beautiful. They're, Oh, they're just such an awesome-looking animal. Oh, I think yeah. they're amazing. I think they're amazing. They haven't given it a name, is what I've noticed. Normally, you'd get, you must give it a name once you've tagged it. and Anthropomorphize it. <laughs> uh, I think you've had one too many guava uh, <laughs> ideas there. <laughs> it's, it's a bugger of a word. It's a bugger of a word to say. And yeah. I can never quite remember how to pronounce it properly. Yeah. So there, there's the uh, captured. I think uh, it's anthropomorphic size. Oh, something like that. Oh, wicked. Very cool. Pretty small, isn't it? Yeah, I, I was expecting yeah. it to be a lot bigger than that. That's the baby obs. No, that's the 24-year-old platypus. It can't be. That's his oh, fingers. Yeah. But there's his finger there. You can see it holding... Unless no, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, they're, I'm Plat sure they're bigger. Platypus is about this big. That's a baby one. Yeah. Maybe these Surely. photos are. What's that? Aren't... Yeah, it's weird. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It makes sense. 
because he tagged it 24 years ago. So these are the ones that he ta that's the photo from then. Yeah, now. 24 years ago. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Okay. Because yeah. I thought they were current, because they're talking about. Why? Why not show a recent one? But, but isn't that one a recent one? The obviously not the one in the um it's in the material. Small. No, but the other one, it's not too small, is it? I don't know. Does isn't that, that sitting like on his that? knee? I thought it was sitting on his knee. I don't know. Can you bring it up again at all? Uh, like yeah, a sorry. like a well worn. Sorry. Um, so I thought I was still presenting. Lush guava ale, but they just haven't stipulated that, which would have probably been nice for them to do that. Or yes. maybe we missed it in the article somewhere. But Well, the caption here says the 24-year-old platypus was found in Melbourne, Australia. I know, so that's me, what I mean. That... Yeah, which isn't, isn't, definitely isn't it. No. So that would be there for sure. That one there, mm -hmm. the ongoing study into the 24-year-old. Which is yeah. that one there? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. biologists who first tagged it. So yeah. So that's yeah. Mm. They've just yeah. It's got their photos yeah. around a little bit. Whatever. Yeah. But that's pretty like, cool. That is yeah. pretty damn cool. I like pretty that. Pretty good record, I reckon. No, that is very very good. I do like that. Um, now I'm just having a little bit of problem at the moment with screen size. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All righty. Well, sit back and relax. I've just got a tiny bit towards at the end of the show, but this, this is quite an interesting one. So what's happened is, and I'll see if I can get a wee picture. Here we go. Got the picture there. We'll just throw that up there. So those three guys there, they decided that in the COVID times, they were they were roommates, but they were also scientists in their own right. They were like um, medical students, I think, or, um, you know, science students, et cetera. And they decided that we have lost Wensi. Hopefully he'll come back. Uh, they decided that um, they, would, uh, they would find out what happens in their urban jungle. So I think it was in 2021 or 2022, um, they found out that in their um, area where they lived, there was 1,150 diverse neighbours. Um, and they did a year-long project meticulously documenting the incredible diversity that was in their backyard. And... Their backyard seemed to have 436 butterfly and moth species to the stealthy movements of 63 spiders and 56 different types of birds and melodies they were able to uh, identify with uh, eight different reptiles just to add a touch of prehistoric charm. And this was just in their local backyards in where they were living at the time. And there was some uh, really interesting things that uh, they studied and they found some phenomenons that they didn't actually even know beforehand. So uh, they, <clears throat> they got some really good um, data out of it. So there's tiny pirate spiders, which I don't think I've got a picture of, which Wensi's probably happy about. But um, I'll, I'll try to no, see if I do. No, no photos. These, well, these... <laughs> 
these are blue banded these are blue banded bees and these are native bees and these are magnificent very pretty and they are pretty and they're magnificent and they're native and we want as many of them you want as many of them in your garden as you possibly can get so pretty pretty cool and all i mean you've probably seen a lot of because this was in queensland yeah this was in the brisbane area so you've probably seen a lot of this sort of stuff in your backyard as well, uh, possums and, you know, frogs and et cetera, et cetera. And they're some of the moths and a tiny parasitic wasp was found on the suburban block. I imagine that would have been very hard to find. If, if you're not following on at home, that's fine. The links are in the show notes. They will be. Um, it's a really, really good article and it's, uh, it's worth um, having a look at and it's not hard to to read um anyway tiny pirate uh spiders cleverly maneuvering around an orb weaver's sticky web um an orb weaver is another spider a bit bigger and what they used to do was snatch the leftover snacks which is pretty clever but it, it took them a year with this project to find out exactly what was happening and um it really challenged their understanding of the predator prey dynamic also the um sort of in what they were doing, they found out how important poo was to the equation. And uh, we're talking about the animal's poo uh, itself. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, the moth larvae discovered a unique food source, which was spider waste. While the details of their predator avoidance tactics remain a mystery, their ingenuity is undeniable. Um, but one of the most inspiring revelations was that just a located um a stone's throw from where you live um is potential for every urban yard to have a, a, a biodiversity hotspot and uh all of us um on this show uh etc and anyone who listens to this show we can do this ourselves and the way we can do that is to ditch the manicured lawns and the chemical cocktails Instead, welcome native trees and shrubs, creating a haven for pollinators, providing shelter for countless creatures. So exactly as I showed before, the blue banded bee, you've got to have some really lovely native uh, environment for those to come into your environment. I was just sitting outside doing some work the other day. It was pretty cool. I had the door shut. And I had a red bottle bird just come straight into the garden, started on our um, salvia that was right in front of me. And then right next to me was our fig tree. And I was sort of looking at it really really stringently because we've got a lot of beautiful plump figs that are just ready to go i can see that he can see what i can see so i had to just uh be careful with that one but it is pretty awesome if you just sit in your backyard for long enough and listen to what's going on around you and uh in their case do a bit of a bit of research and find out so curiosity is your greatest tool grab your camera start observing connect with your local experts as well and um celebrate the small things we've spoken on this show before about the peacock spider uh the peacock spider is one of the smallest spiders in the world it, and when's he shaking his go head going no we haven't so what that tells me is yes i will i'll uh, be talking about it on this show no, no i don't want to hear about because, it no no this honestly even you even you will go oh my god that's cute even but you it can kill you no it can't it's okay. a, um, no, not at all, not at all. I thought all spiders in Australia kill people. No, no, they don't. And this <laughs> one definitely doesn't. It's called, it's called the peacock spider. 
and it's tiny. It's really tiny. It can fit on your thumbnail. It's so small and it's not, uh, it's not poisonous to humans in any way, shape or form. Uh, but it does have the most magnificent, um, entertaining dance you have ever seen. Mm. You will freak out when you see this little beauty. So I will talk about it. The, the peacock spider. Is yeah, that... exactly. Exactly okay. why. Exactly why. It's very, very cool. I will definitely do it on Nature Calls one time. But that is a classic example. That could be in our backyard or your backyard right now. Those things do live in Brisbane. And I'm, I'm not sure if they're in Melbourne. They might not be warm enough for them. But they definitely are around. But again, you've got to have beautiful diversity, uh, biodiversity. You've got to be thinking mm. about your native um, surroundings, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so celebrate the small things uh, from an iridescent flash of butterfly's wing to intricate dance of a spider weaving its web. I don't know about you. I mean, I don't like walking into a web um, of the spider's web. In fact, it's one of the most <laughs> horrible things ever. <laughs> That's me. Exactly <laughs> Waving right. my exactly. arms all over the place for those... It Listen to the podcast. <laughs> 100% Wentz going nuts because he's just walked into a spider web. Now, yep. I understand that. I totally understand and I respect what you're saying. But if you stand back just before you walk into that spider web and you notice the magnificence of what that animal has just accomplished mm. is unbelievable. And mm. uh, those sort of things I just absolutely marvel at. Yeah. Uh, Luke, Go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. You go first. There's one spider, a fantastic one, orb weaver. It's quite a big spider. It's got oh, quite yeah. a big um, uh, abdomen, etc. And I, I think they are a bit poisonous. I don't kill you, but I wouldn't, you know, be sticking your hand in there if I was you. But they're fantastic to watch from afar, obviously. Mm. Um, but they're fantastic to watch and actually how they build. You can actually watch them and see how mm. they build their web. And it's just absolutely incredible. Um, and what they can do in such a sh short period of time. And, and the other thing is not only do they do, do that in a short period of time, in just a short period of time, they can suck it all back up. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's crazy, it's isn't just, it? It's unbelievable. So anyway, yeah. I know. Look, 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 look my youngest is um, obsessed with spider webs at the moment because um, he, he he's – wants to research them and see how you can take advantage of the silk from the spider because they claim to be 10 times stronger than Kevlar, stronger than steel, yet they're still stretchy and all that. And can you imagine making um, bulletproof vests or things that are very protective? But yeah, some of the things he's discovered and he's, he's been doing this the last few weeks, but Yesterday, I think he told us that they're all artists because all of their webs are unique. So they create them in, in their own um, unique way. So no, no yeah. spider webs the exact same. No. Um, yeah. So uh, totally agree that yeah, they're fascinating um, creatures on this planet, and they do have their purpose, but just not inside of my house. I, okay? I, I, <laughs> I I agree with you, and and the thing is with all orb weavers and some of those sort of ones they don't want to be in your house they want to be in the garden mm. the garden yeah. spiders that's where they want to be yeah so you know um coming into my bedroom and the office yeah. and but, everywhere but else. I, I i assume you're probably talking about huntsmen sir uh there can be awesome we, we get all sorts of spiders here Small, what do you get medium huntsmen's house wolfies yeah probably 
I don't Anything know. Else? I don't look at them long enough to, to know. Well, if you can, if it's possible, just Huntsman, I understand, do what you must, but with the Wolfies and the House Spiders, etc., just get a cup, put it on top, get the card underneath, stick them outside. They don't want to be inside as much as you don't want them inside. And um, they're, they're good for biodiversity. They keep the flies down. They're really good. They're a good food source for birds. Etc. Etc. So you know, we've got to um, we've got to allow these things to have the life that they had before we were here. So, but anyway, this project is more than just a backyard survey. It's a call to all of us embracing and nurturing the biodiversity on our doorsteps. Even a single native plant or corner of left wild left wild can create a ripple effect, attracting new species, fostering a healthy environment for all. It's quite interesting down Brunswick. Uh, down Brunswick, which is um, quite a funky sort of area in Melbourne. Uh, it's not too far away from where I live in Mooney Ponds. And they've got quite a few verges. A verge is like um, it's, a, it's a piece of nature strip um, just before your house or around your house. We call that a verge. And most of the time it's just grass. But a lot of people, especially down that area now, are building and creating and landscaping native um uh, native species uh, gardens on those verges and and there's many houses that are doing that and there's quite a few signs to say you know you know just make sure that you don't think this is just a, a dead grass area because there's quite a few grasses in australia that look like they're dead when they're actually not because they're they're native grass they're i mean obviously in the bush they're particularly good for kangaroos wallabies all those sort of things but just the biodiversity itself just brings so many um, other things into the equation. So many, you know, insects, native species, birds, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's a fantastic thing to do and uh, it's fun. It's really fun to find out what's around and what's in your backyard. Um, so I highly recommend that you do do that. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurts with Wensi and the Kexta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m. Hi, it's Ashley Pizamay here, and you're listening to the new blurt with Wensi and Kexta. You absolutely are, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Um, uh, just anyone listening and wanted any recommendations on the beers that we had, they were both terrible. Neither of us would drink them ever again as a rule. So I will we'll definitely in the show notes uh, let you know what they are so you don't unfortunately stumble across them either. No, uh, we have nothing against Green Beacon beers at all. If they want to give us any of their lovely uh, hazies or any of their IPAs, we're more than happy to showcase those and test, taste, test them. But uh, not these sour ale things. They're just rubbish. So that's my uh, 20 cents worth um, on the new blurt. And hopefully Wensai will be back because I miss him when he's not here. It's stable for the next minute so I can say my goodbyes. Uh, just before we go, I just wanted to mention a community event that is happening not too far away from myself um, in Mooney Ponds. Uh, City of Muni Valley is launching 2024 Festival. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're fantastic. We've seen them a couple of times called Electric Fields. They're a really good 
Australian Indigenous band, um, a bit of a flamboyant uh, lead singer and a really good um, pianist, does a lot of songwriting and there's like rhythm to it and, um, but I mean, uh, sort of percussion to it, etc. It's really cool. It's very sort of dancey. It's hard to describe, but very cool. Um, that, that will be on at Queen's Park, which is our local. Oh, that's, our local... Pretty, that's a very pretty park, that one. Yes, it is a very pretty. It's a botanic. It is a, a local botanic garden, so we're very lucky to have that. And um, there is a full day event from ten o'clock onwards. It's like food stalls, everything. So it's a real, real Mooney Valley festival, nice. and um, yeah, very very cool. And then the week after, there's another event as well. I think it's called it's uh, uh, Lincoln Park Essendon or something. They've got some good people there as well. The Electric Fields uh, is from 5 p.m. onwards. It, it's going to be very family-friendly. They're a very family-friendly type of band. And, um, yeah, there's yeah, there's more than just them. <laughs> there's one, apparently, there's going to be the pop sensation Joanne. Now, I don't know who Joanne is who? from a bar of soap, but apparently... I don't know if you remember that song years ago, Jack, Jack, Jackie. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently she sang that, apparently. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So and a couple of other little things, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, that looks like a bit of fun. So just if uh, if, if you're listening and you're, um, and you're local, uh, get down there on Saturday. It should be a bit of fun. It should be good. Nice. It should be good. So... So how's the rest of your week looking now, Wensai? Uh, for me, just do work till Friday afternoon and then road trip and Yeah, geared up for Tay-Tay time. Yeah, still got a few things to um, pack and sort and stuff, but otherwise, yeah, ready to uh, rock should, and roll. Should be fun. Yeah, no, mm. it'd be good to get a, a nice um, uh, first-hand um, experience when you come back. So mm. Yes, definitely we'll bring back, bring back photos and videos for the viewers next week nice ah oh, very good very good and any little bits of audio you might be able to record as well in fact if it's possible you could maybe have a chat when you're talking with your bracelets away and say you know you've got mm-hmm. a potty etc and you just want to uh, maybe yeah. just interview a swifty and just um yeah just into your phone and and we can mm. uh, bring it up etc that'd be quite cool yeah well, not a bad idea yeah, well, is you going to have, I don't know how many thousand of them. How big is the yeah. Sydney Stadium? Uh, what did I read the other day? 80-odd thousand, 90,000. Right. So it won't be as big as Melbourne, but, uh, no, but yeah. still a lot of people. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll have lots to choose from from uh, audio or interview, so it shouldn't be a problem. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very easy. All right, well, have a fantastic time. Safe travels down there. Thank Good you. night. Bye. The new blurt is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass production. It's brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.